Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. There are so many different things to think about to keep your family safe in your home. I mean, it's not just about buying the right home and then making the right decisions financially and even the right precautions in terms of building inspections and potential other inspections to make sure it's great. Then once you get into your house, there's still things to think about to safeguard, to make it a safe place to live. Have you, and I know I have, heard way too many stories about folks that weren't safe, that fires happened in their house, whether it was electrical or whether it was simply things combusted that shouldn't be combusting and not good, whether it was water, fire, otherwise. And so I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And for decades, for almost three decades actually, we've been helping families navigate the whole home buying process and home selling process and investing in real estate process in helping them make sure that they're living in a safe environment, both at the time of purchase and ongoingly. And so today's show is really talking about those things that you will want to be aware of. They are not things that I knew all about before we actually like started researching. We found new things. We knew most of it. So we've been telling our clients this for a long time. And yet we've generated a report. We're generating content for you that you can access after this show. If you'd like it, just send us an email info at deckerteam.com because they're things you'll want to know. We'll highlight some of them today. This show is chocked full and you'll want to maybe listen to it again. And so like Yetta said, you can go on our website and uh, download it or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. You could. He doesn't yes. need to look at me to do it because yes. I already know I'm doing it. Well, that. I was looking at you because I was trying to remember what the title of our YouTube channel was. Decker Team. Decker it's Team. It's pretty simple. Okay, Decker, Decker team. team. How easy is that, right? Yes. And and so this will air a, a week or so after it airs on the radio. It will go on to YouTube. So if you think, oh, this is a show that really my family should listen to or I should listen to again and check off the things... Here we go. Or one of my families, one of my friends, because it's not just about staying safe yourself. It's about sharing it. So this is actually one of those shows, one of those episodes that you could share. And you could also email us and we'll give you an itemized list. If you don't want to listen or watch us, you could just read the list and then check it off to make sure that all these items are under control in your house. And so this is the inside track on real estate with the Decker team. And we just want to keep bringing you solid information that will really make a difference, make your life safe and fun and just a great place to call home. So if you have a tip, because this is where you come in, when you have a tip that you don't hear us share, that you know everybody ought to know because it has saved your life or the life of someone you care about greatly, or you just know that this is a thing that could save a life, then send us an email and tell us about it and we will air it and add it to our checklist report. Mm -hmm. Help us help you and those you love. So first of all, I want to do general kind of overview. And that is your will, power of attorney for property, Mm -hmm. uh, power of attorney for continuing care. Mm -hmm. And those things are hugely important. I call it getting your ducks in a row. 
I and, don't know what they have to do this with is ducks, the, but well, let's get them well, in a row anyway. Yeah, this is about safeguarding your family more than just your home. Right. Okay, so, so they know what to do if you are not able to make a decision on your own or you're not available, you're in a different country mm. or, or, or whatever, if you're sick or, worst case, you've passed away, then your will kicks into effect. And so these things are very, very important to have to protect your family. And you may think, hey, it's obvious, Ken. Like, what are you actually telling me that for? Of course, you have to have a will, a power of attorney, and, and a thing for continuing care. I guess that's a power of attorney of some sort, yeah, right? It's still a power yeah, of attorney power now, of attorney. yeah. It's different from a living will. We used to call it a living will. But a living will just says what you're, what you, how you would like things done. So whether you should be resuscitated, whether you should be put on life support systems, that kind of stuff is what the living will but the continuing care power of attorney has someone gives someone the authority to make decisions medical decisions on your behalf if you're incapacitated to make those decisions yeah and to me it's hey it's obvious of course we have those in place and yet what i can tell you is it's common knowledge that they exist and that they ought to be in place and i also know from having talked to so many hundreds well in fact thousands of people that many times it's one of those things that just doesn't seem yeah. pertinent today. And so it doesn't Well, because we're, we're in great, like we, mm -hmm. we're optimists, right? We're in great mm -hmm. physical condition. We feel healthy. We don't think anything's mm -hmm. going to go wrong. We're not going to have a car accident. Yeah. We're not going to have a fire in our like house. That. We're not going to have anything, right? Right. We're not going to become sick. We're not going to have a disease. And so mm -hmm. we just put the stuff off because life is full. And to take a couple hours to call a lawyer and spend, mm -hmm. you know, six or nine hundred bucks or whatever it costs to do this thing, um, people put it off. Right. And, and so, so it's important. So we're encouraging you, if, you're, if you have put it off, that we're going to challenge you, because you know I love to challenge. You can check that out on my Facebook page. I'm always <laughs> challenging people on Yet A Rod Reel. And going to challenge you that in the next 48 hours, yeah, that's right. 48 hours, you're going to make the phone call to set the appointment if it's not all in order. Because mm. it's it just needs to be in place. Yeah, yeah. recently you. I met with a gentleman yeah, I know. in his uh, mid-70s. And yeah. uh, he wasn't sleeping well at night because he was afraid of what would happen if he died. And he didn't have his ducks in a row. And so I had lunch with him. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. And I picked up my phone. I called the lawyer right then. We booked an appointment two days Later, I told them kind of the things to think about, who you want to give things to and what percentages mm -hmm. or whatever, and sent him on his way. And so now he's he's got a will. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And then the next piece to get in a row, or ducks in a row, I guess, to get in order is life insurance. Whether it's disability, critical illness, just greater life insurance, flood, theft insurance, just general liability, not disability, mm -hmm. just all of that stuff. Just make sure... And just by checking with an insurance agent, and if you don't have a great one, we have some that we adore that we would gladly introduce you to so that they can help you get that part handled. It's mm -hmm. just peace of mind. It's not about making people rich. It's about no. keeping people whole. If you're mm -hmm. out of the equation, then you need to just, it's a, I don't know, I just think it's the right thing to do to support those that you love who are left behind so that they're not in a hardship taking care of what you left behind now because it happens all too often we have one of our we've got lots of clients and unfortunately 
One of them, her husband passed away, young man. It was only weeks from the time he was diagnosed till he was gone. And fortunately, everything was in order. Mm -hmm. And so as much as, of course, it's incredibly difficult to live without him and the father of three young kids, it's horrible. Like, I can't even imagine it myself. Well, even my father. I know. You know, when he passed away, he had a lot of debt. He hadn't read my book, The Wealth Formula, because I hadn't written it yet. It was part of the inspiration for me writing it. Um, was the he, fact he didn't have his stuff in order. Yeah, he, he had a will, but didn't have su- sufficient life insurance to cover any of his debts. It was enough to buy a casket, but that was about it. Well, we paid for a lot of that stuff. For some of the burial plot, yeah, yeah because... There just wasn't sufficient insurance. Now, where do you keep these things? In a fireproof box? Yeah, that's a good start. Or a safety deposit box? Yeah, safety or deposit how, box in a bank. Yeah, or mm-hmm. how about with my lawyer? That would be a good place if your lawyer was willing to store it. Okay, and where else and, might I keep and it? And also, it's important to tell whoever you're having as a state trustee or as your power of attorney, where those documents are found. Yeah, that might be a good thing. <laughs> Doing videos is kind of cool today. Oh, I haven't done that. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, you could do that. Okay, I'll do a, an, an what do you call that? A last, last will and testimony, but just do it by video. Yeah. So my will, my, my wills, my, my what, what's the word I'm looking for? My will last, and testament? My last thoughts. Anyways, <laughs> it's very emotional talking about this stuff. And one thing well, to know... We can, well, the reason it's emotional, because this isn't like one of those feel-good shows, like I'm not feeling not? so good. No. Because oh. I love You feel the good idea. when everything's, all your ducks in a row. Right. And the thought of needing to put them in a row can bring up all kinds of things for us. Um, so yeah. just kind of bear with and know that the result is worth the pain and the anguish in having to process and think through and take these required mm-hmm. actions. And we'll get to some happier stuff in a minute, I think. Well, maybe, maybe not. So it's also important to know that those fire safes that you buy at the big box stores or Costco or whatever, they're kind of plasticky and they're, they're designed to withstand a certain number of minutes or hours of flame or heat and protect what's inside. Mm-hmm. Just know that they're not safes for theft. They can be opened in a heartbeat with a little crowbar or a sledgehammer. They're not theft safes. They're fire safes. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing we want to talk about is actually we're going to start moving into the home now. Right. Okay. And things like handrailings. We've gone into many homes where the mm-hmm. handrailing to the basement has been taken off. Well, be- it's easier to get furniture because, down. Because, yeah, you got to get the furniture down or up. Yeah. And then it's never reinstalled. Right. So reinstall the handrail. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice safety thing because yeah. way too many a time I've heard the stories and even I've done it. So who's kidding who? Falling down the stairs. Fortunately, nothing terribly tragic. And yet why hurt yourself when all it took yeah. was having a handrail? Yeah. All you got was a bruised pride. And a bruised buttocks. <laughs> That's what is your pride area. <laughs> and then, um, watch for slip hazards, uneven steps, that kind of mm. thing. Uh, sometimes exterior steps will start sloping because they frost heave and they're sloping away um, downward. And as soon as you put a wee little bit of ice on that, now you've got a mixture for a broken you ankle don't or want something, that. right? Or even just when interlock will settle. So some of them go up and some go down and they're yeah, all just at different heights. Hazard. 
it's a trip hazard. Yep. Take off the bottom of your foot if you're like me and you don't like wearing shoes in the summer. Oh, that, that hurts, hurts. Eh? when you rip the skin off the bottom of your yeah. your insole. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, so just <laughs> even out walkways, even out landscaping so that there's just less concern. Even grass with big pivots and holes and because skunks dig and grubs yeah. get in and just all that sort of stuff. So just even out all your landscaping um, because it just is safer. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a lot, and yet it makes it look prettier, and certainly it is a safety yeah. issue. So let's move inside for a minute. Um, let's look at smoke alarms. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks, oh, everybody talks about smoke alarms all the time, blah, 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 and you, your hearing goes off. But just the other day I heard on the radio a family attribute the smoke alarm to saving their family. Didn't save the house, but so saved the family because everybody was able to get out in the middle of the night. Now, the important thing about smoke alarms is many of them are interconnected, which means if one goes off, they all go off. And my house that we bought, our house, right? I said my house. Yeah, I live there too. Um, Recently, I changed all the smoke detectors because they were, I thought, more than 10 years old. They're starting to yellow. And if they're. So 10 years is the number of years. It's not just changing the battery and testing it every year. That's important. That's important. It's good. And then the other piece is throw it out every 10 years. Yeah. So what I found was when I took mine off, they weren't hooked to the electricity and they weren't interconnected. Mm -hmm. They had replaced them all with just battery operated ones, which means none of them are connected. Now we've got an in-law apartment on the side, which we happen to be renting to someone. And so if they had a fire over there, we would never know on our side because they're not interconnected. So make sure... Especially if you got a duplex, triplex, fourplex, anything like that, it's got to have interconnected smoke alarms. And you can tell because it's got a red wire. When you take it off, there's the white and the black for power and neutral, and the red wire is what signals the other ones to trigger. And so you're, you, and so you're looking times, for the red wire. Yeah, that's an important piece. Now, Many of them, if you're going to change them, you might as well get a combo unit, which detects smoke and carbon monoxide. Well, except I understood the carbon monoxide's heavier, so I actually want my carbon monoxide detector more at the ground than at the top. Well, you might think that. That's what I thought. It's not. It's not? That's what I've heard. I know. It's actually lighter than air. Slightly lighter than air, so it does rise up. Now, the problem with the ones at the ceiling... Now, bear in mind... Most of the time, carbon monoxide, well, all the time, carbon monoxide comes from fossil fuels that's being burned. So you can get carbon monoxide from your fireplace, your wood stove, um, your your pellet stove, stove, your gas stove, your furnace, your car. If it's in the garage running or something, it creates carbon monoxide. Now, the issue is Mm. usually it's coming from the furnace. The furnace is the biggest culprit that, that will... Actually, it's a silent killer. People die all the time from a bad furnace. And what happens is... You said is, that so nonchalantly. Well, it's true. It's like horrible. Because people... That's why the carbon monoxide detector is so important. And it, it will wake, work its way up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why you, they suggest you put it in an outlet. Because as it's working its way up, it hits the bedroom levels it's going to go off before it fills the ceiling of the second level or wherever your bedrooms are. Um, The other thing is, because it's caused by the heat source, that heat coming out of your register and blowing up, the hot air is rising and it creates a 
basically a downdraft, which will pull the carbon monoxide back down. So having it on the very top of the ceiling is not as effective. Well, you just said to do that. Yeah, well, that's where they go. But I'm also saying it's a great idea to supplement Ah, with some plug-in ones. Okay, that's what Yetta wants. That's what Yetta has, actually. Supplement with carbon monoxide detectors because it's a pointless way to die. Like, it just don't make any sense. You're going to get a headache. Yeah. So where do you put them? Every floor has to have one. Uh, Within 10 feet of every bedroom should have one. So if your bedrooms are fairly close, the doors to your bedrooms, you can have one in the hallway. Um, this is something I learned, which I didn't actually realize. If your bedroom's above the garage, mm-hmm. you should have one in that bedroom. Because if the fumes come from the garage and come up through the floor, then the one in the hallway with your door closed is not going to protect you. So have one in there. And they're, they're not expensive to, no. to protect your, your family and your life. No, um, they're nothing. Now, One of the things that we see as a safety issue many times on home inspections is people disconnect the automatic closure from the garage door to the house. Yep. That has to be in place and it has to close fully by itself because that seals the fumes from the garage, from the house. And also, uh, you'll see sometimes the drywall tape will start to fall off. Yeah. On the common wall. That's one of those things that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so that leaves a crack where carbon monoxide can travel to go into the house. So just verify when you go in your garage, if it's attached to the house, wherever there's a common wall or a common ceiling, that must be sealed off really well. And then you want a carbon monoxide detector in that space that's adjacent to wherever that garage is. Above above. or even beside. Could be. Well, yeah, of course you do. Sure. Now, where you don't want them is near any heat source or the source of carbon monoxide. So you don't own within 10 or 15 feet of your furnace. You don't want one by your gas stove. You don't want one by your fireplace because they do emit a little bit of carbon monoxide, not enough to to harm anybody unless they're faulty. And you'll get false triggers. And if you get false triggers, then what people do is they just disconnect them or take them out. Yeah, don't do that. Figure out just where to place them so that you are safe because we want you safe. Yes. Now, the other thing people sometimes do is propane tanks. Oh, my goodness. Propane tanks is one of those little pet peeves of ours because we've heard horrible stories with those. Yes. So propane tanks, uh, first of all, if you're transporting your barbecue, make sure you disconnect the propane tank. It's the law. Secondly, propane tanks can, can have a leak, although they're designed that every, I think they're 10 years as well, you have to replace them or have them recertified. Um, but don't put them in the house because um, this stuff is heavy. Propane gas is heavier than air, so it sinks to the lowest level and is very, very dangerous, especially if it's in your basement or in your garage. It could fill the floor area with propane. Very, so very dangerous. propane tanks are actually best stored in a shed? Or away, outs- yeah, in the yeah, shed or outside away, of the yeah, shed even. Right, not away from the property. Yep, away from not the property. inside even your garage. Please right. no. And your barbecue should be away from the house. It's another fire hazard. If you get a, a oil fire in it or whatever, we've seen countless homes with the vinyl siding all melted from barbecues. Uh-huh. We've had one or two of those. And sometimes they've actually caught the house on fire. 
Right. So get those barbecues a little bit away from your house, several、mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. So now, what's the five most common sources of fire in a house? I would say GFI. Not being there, so electrical, ungrounded plugs.、Um, yeah, electrical is one of the causes. Right. So we're going to talk briefly about electricity.、Uh, most of the time, the electrical problem was because a homeowner did their own work and didn't、huh. do it well.、Um, ground fault circuit interrupters are not so much about fire, but they're about turning off the power if they sense that something's going to ground, so they prevent people from being electrocuted. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. So make sure they're working. And the other thing I find as a problem is people don't know how to put a G- GFCI on older electrical that has the two circuits coming because they they think that well there there isn't a GFS GFCI that fits a standard outlet that has two separate circuits in it. So in a kitchen, in an older kitchen, they had separate 15 amps. The new code is 20 amps, and you can get a 20 amp GFCI, which is easy. 20 amp, yeah. So the easiest way to retrofit a plug, if you have one that's in an older home that's 15 amps each, so they're divided, is to go down to the panel, find the wire, and you should have an electrician do this. Yeah, don't do it yourself. What you're going to do, unless is, you're an electrician, is you're going to disconnect it. And you're going to have a box installed, a surface box with two GFCIs, and you run the two wires into those, and then it's protected from there, all the way up to the circuit. So, if that was as confusing for you as it was for me, then what I would suggest you do is simply call your friendly electrician or call us for a recommendation to one,、yeah. and have them just make sure that the wiring in your house is safe. Mm-hmm. Just—it's just, it's just、yeah. a good thing to do, and the, it's one of the top five issues. And the other thing is cooking. My goodness, I did that the <laughs> other day. I didn't burn down the house. No, but it came close. Thank、oh. goodness. Who knew that eggs explode when they're cooked dry in a pot? Yeah. So I—I I put pot on with some eggs, eight eggs, and some water, and I was just boiling it to make some hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> so Ken can't boil the water, is what he's yeah. trying to tell you. So then I went up to the prayer room, and we we're going to have some prayer time and read some scripture. And then a friend came up and visited, and then suddenly I heard some popping noises. It was an explosion sound. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it rattled、like、the、scary. lid on top of the pot. Well, and then there was a boom, <laughs> like a big kabow. Yes. Yeah. So I went running downstairs, and there were burnt. My eggs were all eight were burnt. The pot was dry. Fortunately, hadn't melted yet, and so it, they, the eggs had exploded.、I、That、know. was the popping sound. So here's my point. Oh wow! Over fifty percent of cooking fires occur on the range when people are cooking on a、uh, stove and they don't watch it. Oil fires and that kind of stuff from cooking with cooking grease, you know. Okay. You follow me? No, I'm still stuck on the fifty percent. Over fifty percent of cooking fires. So whether it's a barbecue or a toaster that goes bad or a skillet that you know whatever. Now he explains it. Over fifty percent of the cooking fires occur on the stove. Okay, thank you. That's helpful to know because I didn't understand what you were saying. Yes. Okay. So and, and then the next biggest one is candles. Do you know in the United States? I couldn't find a, a stat for Canada, but in the United States, there's 35 house fires a day caused by 
candles. I'm laughing when I'm crying. Thirty-five a day. Wow, wow! Just from beautiful candles. So yes. watch your candles. I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, if you're going to turn on a candle, be in the room with it. And if you're going to sleep, blow out your candles. The next thing is、uh, cigarettes. Still careless with cigarettes. Yep.、Yeah. Wow. It's in the top five. Still. Yep. I'm、and、shocked because、yeah. I know there's so much less smoking than there、mm-hmm. used to be. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.、Mm. Now,、uh, uh, this is a big one. Yes. Keep your family safe from toxic fumes.、Mm-hmm. So many of our cleaners that you buy have、mm-hmm. toxicity in them. They have chlorine. They have all kinds of different things. Some people use a vinegar as a cleaner because it is an acid, and it's not a bad cleaner, and it's relatively safe on its own. Now you mix it with chlorine bleach, and suddenly you've got toxic fumes that could kill you. Okay. So, so vinegar is great mixed with a lemon and essential oil. It clean. I think it's good for that. Yeah. Right. Cleans、and、great. Cleans great. Just don't mix it no with no chlorine、yeah. bleach. I'm told.、Don't、so we got to watch all the different chemicals in your in your house because even like、um, uh, the soap detergent may have some chlorine in it. And so we've got to be careful because we sometimes mix things accidentally. Even, you know,、right. you might have had vinegar in a in a mop pail cleaning something, and there's still a little bit of residue or liquid in there. And then you decide, okay, now I'm going to use bleach to clean something. You put bleach in. Now you've、mm-hmm. combined the two elements, and you didn't even know it.、Right. Um, strong alkalines and strong acids combine, and they're they're somewhat explosive. They can Bubble or splash, and and that's a burn hazard. So,、uh, bleach and ammonia will kill you. The fumes from it. So we've got all kinds of stuff in our house. Not everybody. Maybe you're one of these people that's got all the safe stuff and you clean and with、wise. lemon and orange or whatever. Like even I, I heard about taking stains off a bathtub and use a sl- half a lemon and put some salt on it and scrub your bathtub with that. I think we've gone away from a lot of the. The harsh chemicals, and yet they're still sold. I mean, we、oh, were、yeah. doing a little bit of research on how many and, are sold, and there's still tons. And then the, don't keep them under your sink for your little kids to reach or your visitors to reach. Like, put them up safe, locked up. Right. It's very important. So, did you share all five? Because I have somebody that's looking for a house that I got to、yep. tell you about. Yeah, please. So, if you know anybody that has an investment property that they're looking to to sell, like a five unit or bigger, have an amazing investor client that we've worked with for yeah, a long, long time, like over a decade now, who has bought several properties and is、mm-hmm. looking for another really neat opportunity, and we just haven't found the right one. So, we would even go as far as Brockville, Carlton Place. Well, that's preferred, actually. Yeah. For price range, right. Because a five unit in Ottawa is outside of this particular lady's price range, right? So something in Brockville, Carlton Place, somewhere like that, five unit or greater, that's what she's interested in, right? And I also know she's also looking for. So if you have a really well cared for building in Ottawa, she will go to a different price range and do it with a partner. So、right. lots of opportunities here. So if you know anybody that's got an investment property that they're just kind of done with, they've they've enjoyed their investing and now they're not doing that anymore,、um, let us know so we can connect them with each other.、Mm-hmm. So once again, we went very quickly through a lot of the safety tips to keep your house and your home、mm-hmm. and your family a safe place to live. So you may want to watch this again on YouTube. Go to the Decker. 
not Bad Decker, just go to Decker Team YouTube channel and this show will be on there in about a week. And share it. Share it. Help other people so that we can all... And we'll have a checklist for you too. Yeah. So, you so many things go viral now. I know. On Facebook and stuff that are irrelevant. This could save your family or someone that you know. So please, share it around.